Nick, I need to tell you something. Go ahead, Corey. I stood by Brett Kavanaugh. Well, I'm done. I stood by him in line at the library. He was taking forever, and I was like, man, why am I standing in this line? What is happening? (laughs) What is happening here? Is this a podcast about B-movies? It's about to be, but I just wanted to let you know, I was standing in line behind Brett Kavanaugh I at heard. the library, okay. and I was like, man, I didn't want him to be standing in this line if I could just get audiobooks somehow, and I wanted to spend time reading all these books. So, so you're telling me if you want to avoid Brett Kavanaugh and Brett Kavanaugh's in public, just get Audible. Just get Audible. Beautiful. He was checking out some yearbooks. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, you could check, you could check out Audible. By going to audibletrial.com slash bmovie. And you can get a free audiobook on us and a 30-day free trial of Audible by go by using that promo code. Audibletrial.com slash bmovie. You can get so many books. Dean Coons books, Stephen King books. Yep. yep. Everything. All the is, books. Is in audio form, just like this podcast. So go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie for your free audiobook today. Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 208. It's a good number. It's a good number, just like every number. What movie are we watching? There's one number that's not a good number. Which is that? I can't tell you until we get there. 666? Nope. All right, well, then it'll be a surprise. 665. Oh, God. My friends at Bloodletter have a song called 668, Neighbor of the Beast. Get it? It's a good one. It is. Anyways. Anyways. You watch a movie on this week? We we did watch a movie, because this is the B-Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed to you on the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. And we always reveal that movie at the very end of the episode, so that's where you know to keep listening so yep. you can find out what the next week's movie is going to be. So maybe you can watch it beforehand, or, you know, listen, like uh, last week, we had somebody that uh, listened to our episode about Camp Death 3 in 2D and was like, oh, I'm going to go check out that movie. I don't know how that was an episode about a recommendation, but they took it that way. Also, what was, um, remind me of our direct, the director's name from that. Matt Frame. Matt Frame, thank you so much for emailing us. Man, you're a good dude. I'm glad you stuck in there for the entire critique. He thought I, it was, I was hilarious. I was going hard. I figured you'd appreciate it, because I know it's, it's your type of humor. Maybe it's not mine, but I do feel in a way, like, in kindred spirits in a way, we just, you had an agenda and you succeeded at what you wanted to do. Yep. That's just my words, Nick, to Matt. Thank you, sir. I, I, I stand by those words. Beautiful. Do we watch, are, are we watching a movie this week, Corey? We are watching a week, movie this week. And if you want to continue to listen to us uh, talk about movies every week, subscribe everywhere you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're fucking everywhere. You can also reach us at bnbpodcasts at gmail.com on uh, Instagram at bmoviebreakdown. And, or search BMB Podcast because our website is bmbpodcast.com. You can find us on all social medias. Nick, you got shit. Where's it at? Just follow me at Scarable Stories on the Instagram and uh, Scarable.com for my comics and illustrations. And this week on the podcast, continuing our month of horror as we do every October, we are, uh, you know, last week we had a dud. This week, it's like, I mean, it's just the most amazing fireworks show you've ever seen. It's compared to last week, you know, it's like, it's like, it's just, we're going out in flying colors here. It's a, the reboot of the Puppet Master franchise. If you think Puppet Master's silly, if you, if you've seen some of them and you thought that maybe they, they ran out of steam or they're boring or whatever the fuck you think about Puppet Master, get that out of your head. Unless it's good things and you really want to see Puppet Master again, a new Puppet Master, then keep those thoughts, but get rid of the bad thoughts and check out Puppet Master 
The Littlest Reich, because that's this week's movie, stars Thomas Lennon. Fangoria put this movie out. You know it's the fucking real deal. Producers of Bone Tomahawk and the Meg, the writer of Bone Tomahawk. So, you know, shit's real this time. And, yeah. That's Sh- it. Shit's real. That's Get it. Get real. Get real, Puppet Master. Nazi puppets. With Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich. It's the best of the worst. Have you ever seen any of the Puppet Master movies before watching Puppet Master The Littlest Reich? No, Corey. This is why what I was saying off air comes into play about how I'm going to say a lot of stupid shit about a franchise I know nothing about. So questions I may ask have been answered in possibly probably 11 or so movies. Yeah, there were uh, 11 Puppet Master movies before this uh, reboot happened. Well, actually... Technically, I guess you could say 12, but a non-canon film uh, came out, Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. I mean... It's all Full Moon, Charles Band, you know? Yeah, yeah, but how about... His crazy mind. I never knew this movie was about Nazi puppets. This entire franchise would have been watched a lot sooner... If I knew it was this out of control, do you think puppets are silly? Do you think they're goofy, Corey? Do you think puppets are a joke? You so, know how you make puppets not a joke? You invoke the Third Reich. Oh my God! I mean, I've always enjoyed like uh, killer doll movies, Child's Play. Yeah, know, Chucky, I mean, I gotta great. watch Chucky. Killer doll movies always put me off. I own too many toys, okay? So I'm like, what? I like when they're like killer doll movies like Chucky and like this. Yeah. The thing, the trend now, definitely set by the like, uh, what movie did the Annabelle series come out of? Conjuring or something? Like that doll doesn't like kill anybody. No, it's a demon. It's a ghost. I like ghosts though. You don't like ghosts. I don't like that because I like like seeing the I like, it's absurd and it's outrageous and I get it. Some people... Well, it's just a Well, they're doing that Child's Play remake that nobody wants. I mean, just let it go. But what's his face? The guy who created them, he's still able to make his own Yeah, so that's why it's it's literally not hurting anything. If anything, it raises brand awareness because this Chucky wasn't that good, but I heard the rest are cooler or maybe that one will be like at least enjoyable. Like, well, maybe I want to watch more Chucky. I'm like, oh, this is the real shit I should have been hooked on from the beginning. I mean, I don't feel it's a lose-lose for anybody. No. You can't hurt the Chucky brand. It's been going on for 30 years. Yeah, Don Mancini is the guy's name who did all, who's done all the Chucky's. Chucky movies. Cool. But that, but it's just like, yeah. I don't like you hating on ghosts. I never will. <laughs> I don't hate all ghost-related movies. You hate most things that do with ghosts. It's usually like... You're like, the, what are their powers? The, They're so vague. The, that's boring. Nothing's happening. I love Poltergeist. All yeah, three of those movies. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. But, like, something about the way they're done now. Like, the way these, like, <sighs> exorcism don't, type... Oh, okay. Just whatever. I don't know. Like, Go ahead. Like, Go ahead. Shit all over paranormal activity, you loser. I can. You have... To. I do want you to. Uh, I want to get real confrontational today. Going, uh, connecting to Chucky and what we were discussing before the podcast of the Purge and the Purge TV show. Real quick, that would have been a good talk. That's true. Fiona Dorif, Brad Dorif, who does the voice of Chucky. Yes. uh, She is. She does the voice of the Purge. 
No, she is in like the. Uh, she was in the whatever the last one before Cult of Chucky was. Possibly uh, Chucky Election Day. Curse of Chucky. Oh, she's in that, and then she's in Cult of Chucky. Yeah. Um. And then Brad Dorf's daughter. She is on the Purge TV show. She's the cult leader. Nice. Uh, in that show. So it was, it was you know, it's very, also great. Right when I saw her name pop up in the first episode, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna." I already knew things were gonna be great because she's she's fantastic in those those Chucky movies. And, the abilities uh, to use flashbacks in that Purge show are amazing too. I mean, you could there's stories, you could tell stories forever. Who doesn't like the Purge? I mean, some people. Man, I can name one that I know of. Yeah, who's that? Call him out, Marcus. Marcus does not like the purge. Stink bag. Remember, he told us that it's not his cup of tea, and that's fine. Teach yeah, their own. But guess what? Spoiler alert: He's in one of them. This is true. He is in one of them. The only one we haven't seen. It's true. But uh, this this week we're not talking about, you know, the purge. Should I have another P movie? We're talking about another P. Should I have started a purge? Should I have started a purge cast and just rant by myself alone in a closet after every episode? No, I don't think. Because oh, you no, know, you don't want to encourage that because that'd be some awesome talk after the purge. That could be your show, like like yeah, or Talking I... Dead type thing, but. After the purge is what your show, yeah, your podcast could yeah. be called. I get there's post kind of, purge. Oh man, there's there's too many cool, there's too many cool terms in that show. I have to pick one. Yeah, purge the day after. That could be your podcast after the uh, season's over with. You should do one episode. No, my podcast would just be called The Nation Reborn, and I would just be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. There's a whole lot of things being reborn. Oh my god, everything was reborn. Reborn in uh, in Puppet Master of the Littlest Reich. Uh, this movie, fucking incredible. I own I, I own all nine. Oh, not all. I shouldn't say I own nine of the Puppet Master. Well, you, what you would have said would have been right. You own all nine of the ones you own. Right. So. I own nine of the Puppet Master movies that came in the uh, collection DVD set. I believe I bought this for like $4 at Walmart. What a good price. Uh, for nine movies. What a good price. Uh, but I, it, it doesn't come with the other two that were must have been made after this set had been uh, put together. Uh, but this this week this week's movie has nothing to do with the other nine. But I feel like eventually those nine will, you know, sprinkle their way through this podcast. Whether we watch them all together. Maybe we'll watch like three at a time or other 11, I yeah. guess. Right now, we have one week we'll watch three. In one sitting. <laughs> and the next week we'll watch three in one sitting. My God. And we'll knock it out in three weeks. It'll be easy. Unfor- I I can't say... Mo- there are, like, uh, there are even um, ones that are, like, that go back in time before the first one. Of course they do, because guess what happens when you flash back into the history of the Puppet Master? You just talk about Nazis in World War II and occult nonsense. Yeah, so, I mean, you have one of them is called Puppet Master 7 Retro Puppet Master... And then when you get, like, the legacy, or you get, like, uh, Axis of Evil, it's, like, going back, you know, to the Nazis, that whole time period. So, it's, I'm sure it's an interesting timeline, and I, and it, you know, I've all, I've, when I, when I was younger, these were some of the, like, rent, gotta rent these movies type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, you'd see the covers of the video store, Puppet Master, and all the toys, and being young, or when I was younger, like, certain horror movies obviously did frighten me, like any ch- any youth, 
out there. But these were always kind of like, you know, didn't really bother me that much because it was like these little puppets. Chucky did bother me for a while because it was, I don't know, because I think they had the My Buddy, remember those toys? Yeah. Very similar. But uh, the reason why I never touch these movies is because I look at the covers. It's the exact opposite. I look at it and be like, that's cheesy and goofy. But Again, as a child, though, keep in mind, up until maybe sophomore or junior year of high, senior year of high school, maybe, Nick hated vampires and werewolves, and he hated all these things. He wasn't because he was in a serious hard sci-fi. Ghosts and shit weren't cutting it. Yeah. Nick has since expanded his catalog, <laughs> and he has gone. He has taken many trips to hell, and he's also talking about himself in the third person for a real long time. This is it's very true. I was a different person back then, so I guess that's why. That's why. Well, it's not, it's that. not even the same person. It's that's ex- why. Expanded. You're not even talking about yourself in the third person. Just, You're just talking about another person. Just some past guy who thought. Puppets were corny and vampires See, were dumb. And that's one thing that like appealed to me with these movies was that they, because it seemed corny, so it seemed not as like scary. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is like, and I probably saw it on like USA Up All Night or whatever. One of the, one of them, uh, you know, at a, at a certain point in time, but uh, so I have seen. A couple of them. Uh, I remember seeing part of Retro Puppet Master. I think that was like renting that on VHS at some point when when that one came out. But and that's uh, I think that might have been sometime in like early two thousands or something like that. But um, I, this movie, The Puppet Master of the Little Reich, it has nothing to do with the other ones. So if you've never seen a Puppet Master movie, this is like jump on board. Right here, right now. Like, this is, you know what I mean? You don't have to... Jump on board. Don't jump off board like Toulon's wife who committed suicide on their trip from Germany to America. Or was she, like, pushed overboard? I mean, that jump clearly gets... It must, again, asking questions about things that probably have fucking answers in 11 movies I haven't seen. Right? What's going on with that? And, like, did she jump? Was she pushed? What's she doing? I mean, she, this, is she not even dead? This movie could have created its own narrative for Talone. Like, you it know could I mean? have, but did it? Or did she, it just streamline the best parts? Could be. Right? Could be. Just, you know, uh, I feel like they might have just taken what they would have liked out of it, too. That could be a thing. When you know, when you're rebooting a movie, and if you're a fan of the source material, and you're like, oh, like, I don't like this decision. Like, why was this ever made? Like, why couldn't it have, If I would have done it, it would have been this way. Uh, whatever... The, you know, anybody involved in this movie decided to do uh, good on them because this movie is fucking awesome. It's sad that this movie did not get any sort of theatrical release. Yeah, because it'd be there'd be scenes that they had to cut out. They would ask those. They would ask some of those kills. Those kills would not have happened. Yeah, but it's just it just sucks. There's so there's so much crap out there as far as especially horror goes. You know what I mean? Something like this doesn't come out all the time. Hey Corey, and did you know? Did you know World War Three begins on your toy shelf? I did not. Well, until today, I, I figured that out today. We never even did. You even see this puppet? This little bucktooth creature? I don't remember that puppet. You, um, where was he at? That was the one with the drill on its head. I think that was killing because there's multiple drill head ones. So many, yeah. And that one had a drill on its head too because I remember the top hat coming off, but it was brief. It was only in it real quick. Got it. It was weird that it's featured on the back of the uh, the box. 
and it was only in the movie briefly, but it looks cool, so I guess it's a cool thing to put on the back of the book. This movie was about a writer-slash-illustrator who killed Nazi puppets. What am I supposed to hate on about this? About <laughs> Nothing. It's true. How much love can I spew all over this microphone? Hey, do you want to see me spew some love in this microphone? Uh, not really. Do you want to, though? I don't really want you like, to. But, yeah, but will you warm up to if I start like doing it? Like just put love not. all over this thing. All right. Uh, okay. But the uh, a okay. little bit of background about the guy who wrote this movie. The directors they kind of just have done a lot of like smaller horror movies. Sure. And uh, I think, man, I've just more people need to. I think the only bad thing about this movie as a whole, it's not even about the movie. It's just about the name of the movie, Puppet Master. People see this. They remember those, have the attitude like you used to have. Yeah. It's corny. It's cheesy. Yep. Why would I want to watch puppets? Oh, that's that silly movie with the little puppets and they kill people. It was funny. You know what I mean? That, they have no idea. You have right. no idea, but well, maybe I feel like you need some more. You certain if you're a horror fan, Fangoria being the ones backing this movie, that should be like right away. But then I think if you're if you just see the trailer. And you see, you see, if you see Tom Lennon in it, I think that's like a big like. Hey, that's a familiar face. Yeah, he's from the Beatles. Yeah, he's from the Beatles. He uh, you said know, that last week. Yeah, you did. And it did. wasn't funny then. It's not funny now. Wow. The, uh... <laughs> well, listen, I want to spread love on this podcast. You just want to spread hate. The uh, wow. But so like, see, having hit, hit, familiar face of him being in it. I didn't also realize Charlene Yee was in this movie. She was in uh, Knocked Up, probably her biggest role. She was the one who played Marissa in this movie. I don't know names. Who's that? The uh, waitress. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, who had a very unfortunate death. That's how it began. But... Things got wild so fast. But, uh, no, 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 not the bartender in the beginning. The wait. Things got wild so fast. The waitress who uh, Markowitz is, was in love with. She jumped cool. out the window and hit her head. Ah, yes. That's Charlene Yee. But she, she wasn't was knocked up. Like that's probably one of her biggest roles. But uh, but she, I didn't know she was in. I was like, holy crap, Charlene Yee's in this movie. Uh, but real quick, the just to give this movie some more credit, so that people understand, like that this movie is legit. The person who wrote this movie also wrote Bone Tomahawk. I mean, if you haven't seen Bone Tomahawk. It's a movie with Kurt Russell and Patrick Wilson. I'm pretty sure you could still watch on Amazon Prime. It's a fucking awesome. There's some brutal moments, like the brutality in this. Kind of like uh, makes me think of that. I have not seen it. Uh, highly recommend. It's like a western. It's I don't know. It's fucking awesome. Uh, and then there's that movie Brawl and Cell Block '99. I don't know what with, that is. With Vince Vaughn. No idea what that is. Uh, I haven't seen that, but it looked really good. It was about like a. Former boxer who was like in prison. I don't know. Vince Vaughn's like a has like a bald head and he's got like a, a cross tattooed on the back of his head and I don't know. It's some crazy shit. But I heard great things about that. So it's just uh, you know somebody who's written legitimate movies with like legitimate movie stars has wrote this Puppet Master movie, which might be like. Hard to believe for some people. Like, because this is such like a thing. It was always like a Charles Band production. It was always this uh, full moon picture. They all yeah. went together. They're all direct to video. Yeah. They, you know, they were never these theatrical, you know, mega hits. And this one, obviously, not theatrical either. And I, I, like you're saying, the kills 
wouldn't be able to be the way they were. So it's a, it's a good thing that this is straight to um, Blu-ray. DVD. Honestly, you call them call them Nazi puppets. People show up. But you can uh, you can definitely get this movie uh, rent it on Amazon Prime, rent it everywhere. It's on demand and shit like that. Oh, man, this movie is unbelievably great. Uh, just setting, just the way, just even the way it ended, so so open with no answers or no resolution, really. You know, it's like the, what happened in the end happened, and then all the puppets are free. It's like, where are we going here? And it and it even shoves in your face, like to be continued, like Fangoria. Yeah, it's is like ready. Marty, Marty, we're going back to the future, dude. We which, got more of these coming. Which they did originally as like a joke, but like... Nope. But no, I don't... Nope. I don't think that this movie is joking around with that. I think that they know... Like, they know their audience. They know the people who are going to see this, who are going to buy this, who are going to rent it and everything else. And it's a perfect time of year for this movie to come out. The characters that survive this film do become all-stars and you want to see them again. Cuddly for Bear? Sure. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, you bring yeah. him back for sure. Yeah, he's required. Oh yeah. I'm disappointed a female cop took it. I was hoping she'd be a cool badass badass woman. Yeah. She was, but What about Ashley? Well Ashley yeah, well she's done. Yeah, she was done. I expected I had I feared for her, but I did not expect longer there. Well, you know what you don't expect at the climax of the movie when victory is upon you is a zombie corpse pulling out pulling out Megatron and shooting her in the head. I mean, I don't even know what was going on with him. He, he was amazing. Had, like, tubes on him. Somebody, his family who came and got his body clearly did some things. They put him in there, so it would. But with some things attached well, or whatever's going on there, I don't even. And then he came out looking the way, man. Uh, so, like, I guess we'll just throw it out there. A little bit of background on this movie. Uh, so, in the beginning of this movie, and I think even the beginning of this is probably. Uh, change because i think Talone as like a just a human yeah i think he's in more of the other movies he might be so i don't know so this definitely creates its own narrative and and it gives you a, a quick backstory real quick and i and i liked that i liked that it you know had this scene in 1989 in texas with Talone, uh, the guy who created the puppets he is at this bar you know, being creepy, he's a creepy guy. He looks creepy as fuck. Everybody has, like, you know... He is a the... messed up human being. Yes. He does not walk through life looking like a normal person, wearing a long black coat and a black hat, and his glasses halfway up his head. And his face all fucked all up. All burned up because he survived Nazi stuff. Kind of reminded me of that character from that last Hellraiser movie we watched. It's the same idea. Yeah, because it's just like a... German guy. What was that guy's name? Shit. He was the only good thing about the entire movie. His name was his name was Paul. Paul. Sure, yeah. we'll call him Paul. It was, like, Paul. it was like the collector or something. The um you're close. Something like that. It was something cool. The curator. Was that it, maybe? Yeah, something uh, uh cataloger. A cataloger, yeah, that was it. Um, or the uh, He was the, he was the only cool part about that movie, but his his face kinda not fully, because that guy's face is way more fucked up in the Hellraiser movie, but uh, this guy's face was kind of reminding me of that. But Udo Kier uh, played this character. Udo Kier has been in, like, I mean, the guy's a, a character actor. He probably wouldn't, couldn't recognize his face as much in this, but he was in Blade. He was in, I mean, 
He's in Ace Ventura. The guy's in so I always remember most from Ace Ventura. Corey, do you small, Corey, sorry, let's be honest here. Do you want to ask me a question? Do you want to ask me a question? I can. Okay. You don't want to ask me a question? Oh, haha. ha. I asked you a question. <laughs> it, took so, it took so long. Because it sounded like, it legitimately sounded like you were saying ask. So. There was no k involved. I said ass. I just wasn't paying attention to the, oh my the, the God. assness. Why am I even here? The assness of your pronunciation there. But Udo Kier plays here? Andre Toulon, and he is the he is the puppet master. This man, yeah, you know, he created these puppets uh, back in Nazi Germany. You know who this guy should battle? I'm being legit honest. Him and Hellboy should fight. Hellboy versus all these demonic puppets would be a battle. That would be... Maybe they fought. Maybe it's the same universe. I don't... Probably not. But... If occult stuff can exist to make puppets come to life, we can access a portal to hell and bring a little cute little devil baby. This is this is true. Anyways. Uh, but what I was going to get, Andre Toulon, he created these puppets. He's the one at the bar, being super creep. You know, he's hitting on the bartender. She turns him down. Super creepy. He finds out she's a lesbian. Doesn't like that. He's very upset about that, that she's a lesbian. Interesting. A man from the Third Reich not pleased with homosexuals. Hmm. So immediately, they're hmm. the woman, the bartender, and her uh, lesbian lover. Her lesbian <laughs> lover. You just be her lover, but I, I mean, it's not wrong. I know. Her, uh, they're driving home. lover. Some so somebody reaches oh from God. behind and you know slices her head. The woman's the bartender's head off while she's driving. Car crashes. Yeah, but the the, the how it gets cut off is so much more brutal because it's they like a put, wire. They, they put the wire on and they make her slam on the brakes, and that's what that's the yeah. force cuts her head off. And uh, so the body the bodies are found by the police. That's when you know you're there's, watching a movie. There's little footsteps when you're in. But the best thing, one of the best things about this movie is that it doesn't fuck around. Like, no. the bodies are found, the cops see it, the little, little footsteps, it's like, oh, that's weird. Then all of a sudden, it cuts to them outside the mansion. Yep. It's like, they didn't waste the time of, like, investigation and blah, 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 blah because this is just a quick flashback. You can figure it you out. You can figure it out that they went to the bar. They did go to the bar. Who was at the bar. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. This guy's been spotted around here. You know, oh, he actually lives here? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, in between them there, too, you see Andre Chalone. He's in this, like, what ends up being a mausoleum. It essentially wasn't a mausoleum. It's it was, just, like, this, like, uh, shack outside his house with these rods sticking out of it that electrocuted themselves it's somehow. Powered, powered by death, and, in my opinion. But when he was laying in it, essentially, it seemed weird. It was like, oh, this is a normal thing. But it's not, you basically find out the reason he's laying in there is to power those dolls. He is. To go out and do the things they're going to do. He's, it's an, The whole thing's an antenna. Basically. And that's that's the rods as he broadcasts his magic. As he yeah his magic, and the cops come to that house, light up the place, kill him. Yeah, he gets toasted. He gets toasted in his uh, little workshop, down below. Oh my god! And uh, then the movie it, it gives you a little anim like not animated but it, it's just illustrations throughout it, the they credits. Are true. You know, kind of a little ba a backstory with no words, just pictures. You don't need it. You don't need it. It's He's a not. He was. Well, you end up finding out that he was actually from France. Yeah, but he went to Nazi. He fled Germany to Nazi to join Germany. Join the Nazis. And he created these puppets with his and his whatever sort of 
magic, you know... Dark stuff, dude. Dark stuff. He had scrolls. He had dark dark magic books. All sorts of stuff going on. So however he, however he created these... Uh, I think in the other films, there's like some sort of formula he has. I mean, this guy's literally part of the same group. I mean, he's he could be working for Hydra. He's working oh, for yeah. the, whatever the fucking the name of the th- group is who brought Hellraiser to Earth. It's his Nazi occult. Yeah. We're in a magics, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, uh... Great. But, yeah, he ends up, you know, being a, you know, kind of this go-to guy for the Nazis, essentially. Hunting down people because with these puppets, uh, they show a little test thing. Uh, they bring them to this house and they, they just kill this family. Brutally. But, essentially, the puppets end up being, like... You know, hunting down they're people. Spies. They're spies. They're little spies, because you would never suspect these puppets. They're the, you, they're the perfect killing machine. Yeah, except they look fucking horrifying. So they maybe, all do. Maybe, maybe well, look... some of them don't. The little frog one? Oh, like a, oh that's like not a, horrifying? That looked like a frog. That was one of the thing. scariest ones. Yeah. I think the skull-headed uh, no, razor hands guy. I mean, they're all horrifying. I can't... I mean, yeah, sure, maybe degrees. But the frog is creepy. What makes a frog creepier is that he's hanging out with all these... Straight up killing machines that are running around with Nazi armbands. That uh, that one's name is Blade. Which one? The one with the hair, the white face, okay. but then also has a skull. There's yeah. different iterations in this there movie. There are, yeah, different versions. Of, of that one. That puppet, there's a number of puppets that have been in like every single movie. He's a main guy. And that one, the pinhead one. Yeah. Uh, with the, the little head and the big arm, like the very yeah. strong one. Interesting though, I remember in the other ones there was a jester one that was pretty prominent, and it was not in this one. Thought that was interesting. Uh, the one named Tunneler was the one with the drill on its head, and he was in this one. He's a good one. And the uh, torch that was the flamethrower, that was the one that looked almost most Nazi-ish. If you had to pick one that was most Nazi-ish, other than the one with the armband down, because that, that that one always didn't have it. Uh, yeah. The the different iterations of that puppet that was existed in this movie didn't have the armband but that one he, that one looks the most like nazi soldier which is why he's the first one we see like yeah. killing he's the first one that just really goes yeah. to town the uh so the i don't know they didn't really name they named a few other ones in this one um i only know those because you know i could look them up pretty easily uh, the classic ones that are in this that is yeah they name a few other ones um but i didn't there was the one that was like the machine. Ah, what's in it? It was name? like mechanic or something like that. Mechanic. Yeah, mechaniker. Because that's, that's mechanic in German. Yeah. And then uh, the the other one that was the frog was named Happy Amphibian. Cool. But yeah, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, absurd. You know, I remember, I remember there's one with the Cyclops in the other ones. I'm sure they're, you know, they already, they said there's like 63 of these fucking things out there. That exist in this in this new universe. There's 63 of them. Some of them are replic, you know, replicants of the other ones. They, you know, but who knows? You can bring you could bring back any of these old ones that look like neat. You can have any puppet you want because they're all murderous creatures, and they can just do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm. I have a feeling the uh, the one that's the jester one will end up popping its head into a sequel. Because it was just such a prominent one. That one, and then there was um, one that looked like a... It was like a woman. It was like a a woman. It just looked like a, almost like a... 
like as if they made like an Elvira Barbie doll type of thing, but then leeches would come out of its mouth. Cool. That's a cool power for a puppet. Yeah, I remember that one being uh, creepy. That sounds great. Creepy. That's not, yeah, not terrifying at all. That's fine. The Jester one always creeped me out because it was like, you know, real like silly, creepy looking. I thought that one with the big nose that was like the old man. It's clearly supposed to be this like over the top Jewish puppet it's just not good uh but you know most jester puppets always had like giant noses and stuff like that so i thought that was going to be a jester puppet at first not good and then I, I i recall just real quick i recall from the other movies there was like a cowboy one huh called six shooter weird and it had multiple arms don't know anything about that guy yeah it was like he had like six arms six shooter get it could you please explain well, see, the reason it's called Sick... No, I'm not going to explain it. Oh, my the, God. <laughs> well, then I'll never know. Yep. I mean, thought this podcast was going to learn me stuff. Nah, you, you're not going to learn anything on this podcast. That's other, the fucking other, truth. Other than that, you should watch... That's the fucking Puppet truth. Master of the Littlest Reich. Uh, what, I, what we're getting at before, though, is that after Toulon, you know, you see his his little history in the, in the credits, and he made his way to America, and obviously his fate ended up being... Uh, you know, he was shot and killed due to his crimes ultimately catching up to him. Correct. Uh, but then later on, you end up finding out through this uh, museum tour of his house. They turned his house into like a museum, basically. They did. To, you know, give tours of these uh, absurd murders and this absurd Nazi. Yeah, this horror stuff like his small Nazi town. Nazi doctor, puppet master yeah. type guy. Because it's a crazy story. And so... I feel like that museum was probably open year round. Yes. The, the convention was like a special like 30th anniversary of the events thing. Yeah. But the tour that lady probably does like on a week, a, a, you know, yeah, on the weekends. It's, it's, it's probably one of those weird things which on the weekends it's open like, you know, nine to one. Yeah. Like that's all you get. You're not getting that much business You're here. Not. Enough to, to warrant that. But And she has she has the job. She's still a police officer. He, I think they said she was retired. So... She was there, though, at the end. Correct, and she had guns, but... She had, like, the whole holster and everything going on. Yeah, but I think they said she was a tyrant. I thought that, too. I thought maybe her outfit looked kind of fakey. It looked older. Like, it was just, like, she was just wearing it for show. Yeah. Due to the doers. Because yep. she was the one from the from the beginning but, of the movie... But who says who you can't... killed him. It's also America. You can pack heat, dude. Yeah. That's and just her I gun. Feel, I feel like Conceal she... Conceal carry. Uh, probably right. Texas open carry. Second no? open carry. Exactly. It's Texas. That's why she had a gun. We're all, why does she have a gun? It's the because it's fucking Texas. The uh, the uh, this woman though, I feel like spent her entire the next thirty years. I agree. Consumed. Which is why I'm sad. With she what was... she went through, because she found this. You know, they didn't know what they're getting into when they're no. going to this house. Nope. They find this room with these women. Yep. This soundproof room with these women, like dying in there. Weird. With their eyes gouged out. You know, all these weird books, Nazi flags. One's like an eight foot swastika. Like it's like out of control. This this guy's house and all this stuff he had, and uh, so you know, I I could see a. That being her character arc, she just becomes consumed with knowing about uh, Toulon, Andre Toulon. So why I wish she stuck around. I, the history I imagined for her was more exciting than the fate she got. Probably. Yeah, it was, because we didn't even get to see what she was up to in those intermediate years where she was learning all this knowledge. Yeah. Or she's not even able to carry it forward because she got taken out. Mass amounts of knowledge. 
Like, yeah. out of control. Well, it's just a few things she didn't know, but it was stuff that, like, how could anybody know? Right. Things he was doing. Right. She didn't even know that the puppets, you know, came alive. It was just, like, a thing that he made these puppets for the Nazis, but it wasn't like, you know... No. They were just fucked up looking puppets, according, you know, to her. Correct. They didn't... She didn't know about this magic, uh, you know, no. possessions or whatever else is going on here. But he, uh... And it's obvious that somehow, some way, we don't even know who put together the convention. That's still a mystery. A lot of them open. Uh, oh yeah, lots, lots open here. But this convention is going on that brings all these people to this town in Texas where the murders happened, where uh, Andre Talon's house and mausoleum is. That kind of you know is bringing all sixty some odd. That was only the ones up for auction, 63 pieces of other... Infinite amounts of puppets. Of other puppets. I just want to see scenes of this creep, this resurrected monster at work making puppets. Oh my goodness. I want to see, actually, what I want to see him is with his little glasses on. Uh-huh. That's what I would like to see. The uh, But the... I mean, we're, we're, we're really going hard on the Talone story, but it's, it's the important piece you need to know to really put things together. Because, I mean, the aside from that, the main story is this character, Eddie, played by Thomas Lennon, works at a comic book store. He's an illustrator, a writer. He is. Does his own comics. He does. Works at a comic book store. Yeah. Uh, awesome boss, Merkowitz. He's a good guy. He's a great boss. He's not a douchebag at all. I mean, he's... He's a, not full of himself at all. He's not. He's a, he's a cool guy. He is a cool guy. Uh, I had a feeling he was going to end up uh, dying in the movie. When they introduced more people for the puppets to kill him, like, maybe not. I felt like it just because they were, like, swinging that yeah, but star I, yeah, on his but neck. I, I was like, I man, felt, Merkowitz, he's dead. I felt the Nazi puppets? Yeah, I felt because of that, I felt the swerve was that he would make it. Yeah. Because, of course, he would die. So when he got murdered, like, well, good. Well, they, they swerved you. They swerve, swerved me. Yeah, because the, you thought he was, was gonna so die. Hot. Yeah, he's getting punched in the head. Oh, they saved him. That, oh, he's safe. He's okay. That didn't, I didn't feel that way. And then all of a sudden, blade comes in, slices his neck. Yeah, it is uncomfortable watching Nazi puppets kill Jewish people. It's like, oh well. There were a lot of Jewish people in this movie that were at the convention. A lot yeah. of them. Well, the one guy mentions how a lot of Jewish people. Collect Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, they do. So it kind of... According you know, to this guy in this movie. According to the guy in this movie. I could see it being a thing. His yeah. reasoning seemed pretty I know. pretty logical. I know. You know, throwing, throwing some knowledge out there to those who... D- some people might not understand, like, why would Jewish people... Like, so that might be a turnoff for some people. Like, that's stupid. Like, why would Jewish people have Nazi stuff? But, like, how they, you know, they throw that little explanation in there just to, just to kind of let... You know, inform the uninformed. I mean, things fascinate people, so... That's true. Uh, and, it's, and it set the stage for all these Nazi little puppets to kill more Jewish people and gay people and people of other yeah, races. Yeah, I mean, like, I almost I almost feel like... Because after... Because it was... Especially how it ends. I mean, really, he wins. I mean, he's reanimated, maybe not as intact as he would like to be. Uh, I don't know what the intention was, because the things that were hooked up to him and the other things it seemed like the kills. And... It seemed like the kills... They were doing w- something to w- him. They were resuscitating him. 
And he's been reanimated. He's coming back to life. He's like, look at me. I'm going to be a cool man one day. Oh, you want to drive a fuck into my truck and antenna power station? Now I wake up in like mid-hibernation. And I'm just, uh, well, not put together yet. I'm like fucking Mama Hotep, where his name was in The Mummy, where he's like not together yet. Just like, I'm almost a human again. Look yeah. at me. Oh. Almost like Uncle Frank style. Yeah, just. From oh, uh, Hellraiser. Like, yeah, and also know, like very much. Fully coming back together. And not the same, but also very much like a Pumpkin Man-esque creature too. Like, he's a skeleton, a human being, but he's like a scrawny monster. But then again, Pumpkin had an even Uncle Frank. Oh, did Uncle Frank pull out a gun? Yeah, didn't he have a gun? A uh, knife? I don't think so. Maybe a knife. But this guy had a fucking gun. He walks back inside, opens up his case, pulls out a gun. And shoots our main hero's girlfriend in the head. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty, it didn't see Ashley, uh, end up dying. Ashley is the girlfriend of the main character, Eddie, who uh, Tom Lennon plays. Uh, he, he has a little, you know, a little small backstory, you know, recently divorced, goes, it kind of sets everything in motion. He goes, uh, back to his parents' house to just stay for a little bit while he finds a new place after his divorce. His dad, not a fan of the situation or him, really. Find out his dad's a cop. Yep. So cop's not pleased his son became a wussy drawer. Yeah. A wussy comic book loser guy. Yeah. Dad didn't like that. He he didn't seem too, like, upset about... He, I think he feel like he seemed more upset about the divorce situation. Like, no, it plays because, into because it. Because she was uh, clearly out of his league or something. Right, which... Right, why is he out of his league? Because he's a little comic right. book loser. Yeah. But anyways, the that's uh, the point. He goes yeah. back home. He is staying in his uh, dead brother's room. Yes, who was killed in an accident. Was killed in an accident. His brother owned a puppet. His brother owned one of the puppets. It so was guess one of the blade puppets. Guess what might have caused this accident? Oh, guaranteed caused the accident. Yeah. And he they, he found out this camp. What happened at this camp? I feel like we're establishing like flashback movies. Yeah. Like a, we, they could this with this new undertaking, they can have a whole. A whole historical, like a flashback, a retro type episode where it's, you know, like they can do their own summer camp movie. Yeah. They can use his brother. They can get killed in this camp or killed whenever his brother got killed. A year. It was a year after the camp. So, yeah. A year to the day. So they survive whatever happens at the camp. Or then wouldn't his brother know what killed people at the camp? Maybe. Who knows? They can tell that story. They got time. Yeah. I'm not going to pick it apart. But that, that version of the Blade Puppet was actually one of the more advanced versions it looked like. The other ones just had a blade and a hook for hands. Uh-huh. Or the one didn't even have an arm. It just right. had the blade. Yeah. Uh, that one had hands. It did. And out of the hands came a blade and a hook. So that was like a more... You could see like the stages of advancement. The one blade one, though, just had a skull head. Yeah. That was like a creepy. De- departure from the regular, regular look of the character. Extremely creepy, but hey... I love this movie. I don't know what I can even... Because it's hard. Because the things I cannot describe to you, the atrocities that we all got to witness. Yeah. Uh, of course, thing, we all is me and Corey. One thing I really we wanted to mention about this movie. Two people. Uh, the practical effects, amazing. Out of this world. The, uh, I don't think there was any CG. No, they used like a green screen when they jumped out of the building. Like it was very obvious, like an 80s style. Yeah, I don't think there was any. Nope. If there was, it was unnoticeable. Maybe one of the flying helicopter things. But even those. Could have been possibly, but I don't think so. You know, just a quick, like if it's going around a corner real quick or something like that. 
You could, you know, it doesn't need to be seen fully, so you can do a cheap little. It's that render real it's quick. That, it's that Robert Rodriguez CGI. Only use it if you can't tell what it is. Yeah. If only use it if it looks natural. Yeah. So the the puppets were all actual puppets. Uh, I feel like if you had a a remake of this that was a big studio in the in theaters remake, you have CGI puppets for sure. Yeah. You may have a couple when they're holding them or something, not CG, yeah. but. Yeah, it's like with the, the this Chucky remake. You know that puppet's gonna be CG'd the fuck out of. He is kind of CG'd-ish in the Curse and Cult. His face sometimes, just to do some like different things, and then like uh, running. Yes, I'm listening. Having him run. Yes. Places sometimes they use some CG stuff, but again, it's like it's like when you can't really when he's distant. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not yeah. too many up close. It's like no. certain shots that you they use CG in the Chucky and the newer Chucky movies, but not fully. And then in this is like kind of the if they did, who knows? But the the puppets looked fantastic in this. Uh, the kills, so much blood, so much gore. Buckets of blood. And I mean the the the, the quotes on the front of the box. Perfect quotes right here. Read some uh, from Birth Movies Death. The craziest movie of 2018. I don't think I've seen a movie this bloody and this crazy that came out this year. I uh, don't think, you know, I can't think. I don't think I've seen a movie this crazy and bloody over the past like four years. Yeah, it's pretty. It says uproarious and bloodthirsty is another good quote on there. Best kill scenes in modern horror. That's from Bloody and Disgusting. Uh, I would agree that there is uh, some amazing kill scenes. There's a scene where a man is taking a piss. He gets his head cut off. His head falls in the toilet. His body's still peeing, and he's pissing on his own bloody head in the toilet. I kind of want to tap out there. Kind of was done. <laughs> kind of was done. And I mean, then there's I, so and many... Then I should have. Then I should have though, because eventually I got to see a puppet crawl inside of a pregnant woman and rip out, erupt out of her belly like a xenomorph holding her child. I mean, what are you showing me? It was like a little. What fetus are we doing? Baby. This brings up a thing. And it carried the baby okay. and the, it carried the baby and the um. Yeah, it yeah it drug it away. There's cords and shit. Yeah, but what I want to mention <laughs> here is just okay because we like to look back on previous civilizations and people. Who had no TV, who had no movies, who had at, I mean, if you had a printing press, you maybe got a book. They couldn't visually see anything crazy. That's why they come up to all these public executions, and that's why you would watch murders. That's why things were more bloody. Things were way more intense hanging people, because that's you get to see. We are the same people as them. We just get to watch it and be like, oh, we're better than them. It's all fake. But we like the same shit. We're interested in the same shit. It's the same exact shit. That was uh, who are we? The pregnant woman. He went in through her vagina. He, the, this this particular one was the like super like Jewishy, old caricature type uh, puppet that uh, had like claw hands almost. And it went in through this woman's vagina. Right when you saw she was pregnant, I was like, oh man, they're gonna they're going for that right away. You were hoping. Like, I hope I get to I see a dead not, child come out of her I body. I was not hoping. I just, I just had a feeling. The uh, and then it, when it comes through her stomach and has the baby, and the woman is screaming, and that, that was honestly the probably the best and most creative kill in the entire movie. A lot of the other ones were like throat slits and arms ripped off and uh. All sorts of stuff. I mean, very creative, very bloody, intestines everywhere, countless amounts of intestines. 
Hey, you got, hey, you want to see guts? Limbs cut off. Hey, we got your guts. Guts, blood. I mean, this movie is just full of everything. But that kill with the pregnant woman was unbelievably creative. And it was just, it was probably the best kill. That and then the one with the, the Hitler baby puppet that killed that guy and then burrowed into his back and took over his body. And then that guy started shooting people. <laughs> he just creeped around for a little bit. Oh my stayed undercover. God. And then everybody. Imagine that one. Let's... Imagine that one way in the past during World War II. Let's hit some. I'm just, I'm just your friend. Hey, hey, hello. Blip, blip, blip. Well, 1943. Oh, look, it's a Terminator. That's a Terminator. Essentially. He walks back into base. Boom, 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 boom. Ah, ah magic Terminator. <laughs> but yeah, more, because we're just, we're just throwing Cliff's notes at you. I want to get as pumped as I can because you should watch Puppet Master Nazis Rise Again. It's fucking terrifying. Nazis Rise Again. I mean, yeah, the littlest Reich. Yeah, that even makes it sound cute. Fuck that title. This is not this is not cute. Nazis aren't cute. Well, what I was gonna say earlier before I was gonna say what I'm about to say is I am a little disturbed by this because of the fact that the Nazis kinda win. And if you're a fucking sicko Nazi fuck, you can almost get some satisfaction watching this puppets kill a bunch of I mean, right? Like yeah. I don't like that. That was one part of the whole movie I'm like the good guys better win. Good guys better win. I, I don't like it for real life reasons. Good guys. Of, of real people watching but it. Good guys better win. But I, I like it for purposes of making another movie. But it is a, it is such a good, to me, it's such a good ending that there, you don't even, after Ashley dies and then, um, Talon's corpse creature, new creature body. That that looked amazing too. The the, the practical effects yes. on his body, holy shit, looked fucking awesome. And he just walks into the woods. Then it just cuts to like a year later or whatever. You don't even know. You have no idea the outcome of the hotel. Nope. Where everybody was murdered. Nope. You don't know what happened to all the puppets. I assume they fled. The puppets fled. Um, they're just they're just off doing their own thing. Also, there was a giant hotel massacre. So I just want to say where you watch everyone get annihilated. But yeah, bring us bring us around. And clo- the, round, ho- round the hotel is ship. also a perfect setting for these puppets to kill. You know? Yeah, it's beautiful. Close quarters. Yep. You know, lock, lots of different rooms. Nobody's like nobody's out in the open too much. I mean, when they are, there's mass chaos and a, a number of people die, including a small child whose hands were still on the back of a man uh, who's, who they, who's the child was holding on to. Uh, but the that was the uh, cuddly bear was his name, I believe. He, he, was, he was the bartender at the hotel. He, uh, and he, I thought he was going to end up dead. And then he actually, he ended up surviving. He had a little post credit scene where there was kind of a joke because he called his wife in the, uh, when, when he thought he was dying or about to die and told her to take a bath so he could have a good visualization, you know, because he felt like he was going to die soon. And, um, so he goes and pops in on her at the end. And I thought that was a good little post credit scene to see. At least one character still alive, other than Thomas Le- Tom. Yes. Thomas Lennon. So you can rope all those guys guys back in and kill some yeah. Nazis. Because Eddie, not kill him, some Nazis. Him and Eddie are the only two people that survive. Well, that we know of. Right. Uh, but Eddie, Tom Lennon's character, he survives. He ends up writing a, a whole graphic novel about the everything that happened. Uh huh. And is this covered up? Is this on the news? Is this massacre? I don't know, man. You know, there's a lot of things. That we don't know what happened in between the time periods of the ending, 
the end of the massacre night and then yeah. the end of the movie where he's, you know, and he's saying, you know, like, you know, why'd you leave it open at the end to be continued? And he's like, because I, you know, I'm not finished. Basically, he wants to get revenge probably for Ashley dying. This woman, he had a divorce. He found a new he love. He loved her. And, and a Nazi skeleton shot her in the head. A Nazi skeleton shot her in the head. So With Megatron, basically. He, he's uh, he's out for revenge, for sure. To, I look forward to the next installment. And it, and it even, sh- like, in your face at the end, to be continued. Like, big, bold. Yeah. And it just ends. And it was great that it, like... One thing that a, a lot of these movies we watch on this podcast do... They have the end. So most movies we watch, they would have had the ending with Ashley getting. Sh- if, say it was the same movie, okay, and it had Ashley getting shot. Okay. And, you know, the cops come and Thomas Lennon is holding her. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies would have the cops come pull up, Thomas Lennon holding her, and then the credits start rolling. No, it's good. We got it. But this gives you that one extra little. And it it's, and it's so needed, that extra little scene. You know, even yeah. just even the even the the clip of the Tulone character, the corpse creature walking through the forest away yeah. with his gun in his hand. It's good. It sets up. It sets up a whole it thing. It sets up a whole thing. Right. I get it. I'm gonna make a phone call soon. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, I, I'm super excited for. Uh, yeah, bring it on. Give me for, all the sequels. Uh, Puppet Ma- and I'm glad they didn't just call it Puppet Master. No, it gives it something different. You know, even you know. Call it Puppet Master something. Uh, sometimes it's annoying when movies do that. And they couldn't call it The Puppet Master because the... Uh, well, the other ones are called pu- The Puppet Master. But it, uh, I mean, they couldn't call it just Puppet Master probably because there's another movie with Donald Sutherland from like the 70s called Puppet I Master. Don't, yeah, I don't know about that. And it's like aliens come and yeah. take over. It's like a body snatchers type thing. Okay. And so it's like Puppet that's Puppet Master. Not the same. Not the same. No Nazi puppets. But this movie, uh, if you have the chance to check it out... Nazi puppets, fuck off. Nazi puppets, and it's like serious, and it's like bloody yeah. and gory and scary and, and, and t- intense, and it's a fucking... It's you're going to see any horror, any new horror movie this Halloween, and you could watch it from the comfort of your own home on Amazon Prime or uh, anything else. Yep. Check out Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. It's fucking sick. Next week on the podcast, uh, continuing our month of, uh, you know, good horrorness. Let's do it. What do we got? Uh, we got Summer of 84, filmed yeah. by RKSS, the guy, the people who brought you uh, Turbo Kid, and I think they had some stuff to do with Manborg, which we have previously watched. We'll get to Turbo Kid one day. We will, but 84, it's going to be a summertime next week in October. So, yeah. Next Let's week in it. October. Summer Honestly, today is like summer. It's like 90 degrees. Anyways. This is true. Anyways. Summer of 84. Yes. Next week on the podcast. For B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Nicholas. Boom. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. 